Welcome to the Christian Bay Podcast, where Christ and culture connects. Grab your journal. You are watching a master at work. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Christian Bay TV and Podcast, where Christ and culture connects. I pray that you guys are having a wonderful day. As you guys see from the title, today we're talking about the key to kingdom moves. And we're coming from the book of Matthew, chapter 2, verses 1 through 8. So grab your journals. But before we get into today's word, guess who hit 10K on YouTube? We did. Yay! Thank you guys so much for always supporting and always listening to the Christian Bay podcast, the Christian Bay TV, all of my social media sites. I love and appreciate you guys so much. And because of that, all of the ebooks are on sale for $10 today. The link is in my description on TikTok as well as Instagram. And I also put the link in the description under this episode. There's also a new ebook dropping on March 1st, but I'll tell you guys more about that at the end of this episode. It's titled The Ultimate Guide to Starting Your Relationship with God. And it is a virtual ebook, which means there'll be slides at different points, but also audio as well. And I'm so excited to share that with you guys. But as for today, all of the previous ebooks are on sale for $10 and that link will be in the description. Thank you, thank you, thank you for 10K on YouTube and 100K on TikTok. I love and appreciate you guys more than you know. Now let's get into today's episode. Matthew chapter two, the subtitle is The Visit of the Wise Men. And starting at verse one, it says, Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem saying, Where is he? who has been born king of the Jews. For we saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled in all Jerusalem with him. And assembling all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. They told him in Bethlehem of Judah, for so it is written by the prophet, and you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod summoned the wise men secretly and asked for them what time the star had appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem saying, go and search diligently for the child. And when you have found him, bring me word that I too may come and worship him. As I was reading Matthew chapter two, God allowed five principles to stick out to me that will help us in our relationship and in our journey of becoming more like Christ, in our journey of living in a way that aligns with the will and the anointing that God has on our life. A lot of times it's not the desire to live according to God's will that we lack, but it's the knowledge, the wisdom and the understanding of what that looks like. I can wake up every day and want to live in the will that God has for me, want to walk in the steps that God has for me. But how does that look? In the physical realm? What are the steps that I should take in order to align myself with the anointing that God has for me? How do I get to the promises of God? How do I fulfill my purpose? What does it look like in the physical realm? It's not that we lack the desire to live according to the spiritual realm. It's that sometimes we struggle with knowing how to do that in the physical realm. And today God allowed five things to stand out to me when I was reading Matthew chapter two and five principles that I think we can take from the wise men and apply to our everyday lives so that we can see the way that the wise men move and apply these wise characteristics to our lives so that we can make the kingdom moves that God has assigned to us when we were in our mother's womb. So the first thing that God allowed me to see is that the wise men were actively seeking anointing. 
It says in Matthew chapter two, verse two, it says they saw the star. And when I read it in another translation, I think it was the NLT. It says they saw it when it first appeared in the sky. And what God showed me is that we should be actively seeking to see the spirit of God. It says that they saw the star when it first appeared in the sky. Who walks around all day just looking at the sky? Nobody. You have stuff that you're doing throughout the day. You're not just spending all of your time looking at the sky. But God allowed me to see that they were actively seeking anointing. They were actively seeking to see what he said. They were actively seeking a sign. And God showed me that this is the first key to making kingdom moves. We must actively seek the anointing that God has on our life. God, allow me to see all that you said in the spiritual realm. Show me a sign that I can't miss. Show me a sign here in the spiritual realm so that I can begin to move, move according to the steps that you have ordered for me. I want to live in a way where I'm actively seeking anointing. It says that they saw the star when it first appeared in the sky. Matthew chapter two, verse two says, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. We saw his star when it first rose. We were watching the sky. We were anticipating this. We were expecting this. We were having a posture of expectancy to see the star that we heard about. We saw the star as soon as it rose. Which leads me to the second key that God shows me when it comes to making kingdom moves is they said, where is he? We saw the star. They were seeing signs. This was a sign from God because the fact that they knew that that star represented the birth of Jesus, they had to have a word. So if we go back to the first key, they were actively seeking anointing because they had gotten a word from God. And after they got that word from God, they were actively seeking to see that word. To see the sign and once they saw the sign which is the second key they said where is he because signs activate curiosity where is he where is it that you promised me God when is it gonna show up God who do I need to become to see this thing that you promised me God what is the next step that you have ordered for me God God reveals a sign it activates curiosity but a lot of times the enemy comes and he, he robs us of our faith because instead of saying where is he or where is it? We say, I don't see it. God, I see the star in the sky. And I know you told me that, but where's the birthing of Jesus? I don't see Jesus. They didn't see Jesus the minute that they saw the star, but they said, we see the star. And that's what God says. So now the next thing is, where is he? He must be on earth because God is not a man that he shall lie. Where is he? But see, we don't have that posture. A lot of times we'll see a sign from God and then we'll begin to doubt because yeah, God, you gave me this sign, but I don't see the rest of what you said. I don't see the rest of the promise and I don't see the business taking off and I know I got this grant and that's good God but there's no customers buying the stuff and I know you said I was going to be in a relationship and that's good God but I don't see him proposing and I know you said I would get the new job and that's good God but I didn't get a pay increase God I see the star I see the sign but I don't see the rest of the promise but instead of focusing on what they did not see they said where is he because the fact that I see the star lets me know that the rest of God's promise is also true. I'm not just going to take 50%. I'm not just going to say, God, well, you did this, but now I'm doubting that you could do that. No, they said, where is he? Because we see the star. So we have to take this key when it comes to making kingdom moves and say, Father God, now that I see the sign, I'm going to get curious about the rest of it. Who do I need to become? What's my next step? Who, who am I in this season? What does it look like for me to fulfill this part of my purpose? Father God, where is he? 
aware is it? Because seeing signs activate curiosity. Not only does seeing signs activate curiosity, it also reveals the unknown. They said they saw a star, so where it was Jesus? When does a star ever symbolize a baby being born? When you get a word from God. See, what we have to realize about God is that his signs does not have to make sense in the flesh. They were not in the room with Mary when she gave birth from Jesus, yet they had the audacity to see a star and say, Jesus is here. No proof, just faith. No proof, just a word from God. No proof, just a sign. They said he's here simply because they saw a star. Imagine that y'all imagine you being pregnant and somebody say, yeah, it was raining outside. So I knew you had the baby. Excuse me. <laughs> like, you knew I had the baby because you saw a star outside. But God's signs does not have to make sense. But he gives us the signs because the sign is one step in the right direction. So they said, where is he? Because we saw the star. And when you see signs, God knows that that's going to activate curiosity, but you have to be intentional with ma making sure your curiosity aligns with your faith and not being led by fear of what makes sense or what doesn't. See, in our mind, when it comes to making kingdom moves and doing what God has called us to do, we expect a problem in the beginning. We expect something to, you know, kind of be hard or experience some type of resistance in the beginning. But then when God allows us to get past that first hurdle, when God allows us to see the star, we think it's supposed to be smooth sailing from then. But God is showing us here that even after you see the star, there's still some more steps to follow. Even after you see the star, there's still going to be a attacks from the enemy because he doesn't want you to get to the finish line which leads me to the third key that God showed me is that we have to have a it is written perspective in verse 5 through 6 it says that he inquired to them and asked them where the Christ was to be born and they said in Bethlehem for it is written and what God showed me is that we must be led by the word when it comes to making kingdom moves at all times we must be led by the word they didn't have any proof that Jesus was born in Bethlehem all they had was a star and a word and where did the star come from in order for them to even be looking for a star seeking a star they had to first get a word that it was going to be a star so really all they was relying on is what was written is the word that they got so God showed me he said the third key to making kingdom moves is being led by the word it is written they said it is written that he is born in Bethlehem that's all they said that's all they had to move according to and God showed me God said when it comes to what is written that must be the driving force of your faith not what you see in front of you not what you know based on your own knowledge because they didn't know whether or not a baby was born in Bethlehem their knowledge couldn't give them that information their sight couldn't give them that information they had to rely a hundred percent on what was written and God says when it comes to what is written that must be the driving force of your faith it is written so it will be done it is written so I am motivated to move according to what God has said I am motivated to move according to what God has written God showed me God said what's written is what will give you 
you clarity. If they would have just tried to make a decision based on what they knew, they would have never got to Jesus because they did not have enough knowledge to know where to find him. When you look at what God has written, that's where he also gives you clarity on what move to make next. What is written is what will motivate you when it's looking uncertain. It is written. The king came to them and the king said, where is this child? Where is Christ to be born? And they said, it is written because I can't rely on my own knowledge and I can't do this out of my own strength. And I can't tell you based on what I experienced or what I see in front of me, I got to go back to what is written. They said, it is written that he is to be born in Bethlehem. So the third key to kingdom moves is being led by the word. What is written? What did God show you? What did God say to you that you wrote in your journal? What does the word of God say? Prosperity and abundance is your portion. Press down, overflowing. What is written when it comes to your life? God said, I need you to be led by the word and by the word only. And a lot of times we wonder why God places us in position like the wise men where we don't have any knowledge or experience to support the next decision that we have to make. And God says, I allow that to happen because I want you to lean not on your own understanding, but to be led by what is written. When we continue to read, verse seven says, he asked them what time the star had appeared. And that leads me to the fourth key that God showed me, which is the timing of the word. See, a lot of times we get a word from God and we get so excited by the word that we take the word and we begin to move based on how we want to move with something that's not even ours. That's not even your word. That's not even your business. That's not even your marriage. That's not even your position. That's not even your job. That's not even your car. That's not even your house. God has blessed you with this. So how dare you take this and try to move according to your own understanding, try to move according to your own knowledge. And then when you're about to lose it, you crying and asking God, why would you bless me with this and then take it away? God, why would you bless me with this if I'm going to be in danger of not having it? And God said, you took something that wasn't yours. You took something and then tried to lean on your own understanding. You took something and tried to make what you wanted to make out of it instead of taking the word of God and then asking God, God, is this for now or is this for next? God, how do I be a good steward of this thing that you have given me? God, what is your plan and what is your strategy for what you have released to me? God, give me God, give me direction on how to be a good steward and how to handle the thing that you have released to me because I understand that I am just a vessel, but this is not my property. He said, what time did the star appear? And God showed me, God said, not only is the word important, but the timing of the word is important. So don't just take a word when I give it to you and move based on how you think you should move. Ask me, is this for now or is this for next, Father God? Am I supposed to do this today or am I supposed to do this tomorrow? Father God, give me discernment on when to do what you've called me to do with what you've released to me. So the fourth key to kingdom moves is the timing of the word now or next now or next week now or the next day. Father God, give me discernment to know when to move based on what you've revealed to me, based on what you've released to me, because I don't want to lean on my own understanding in any part of this process, in any part of this journey, because in order for me to get to what God has for me. I must follow every step that he has ordered for me. The fourth key is the timing. The fifth key to kingdom moves that God showed me is in verse eight. It says, and he sent them to Bethlehem saying, go and search diligently for the child. And when you have found him, bring me word for I too may come and worship him. 
And when I read that, I instantly thought, well, if I was him, I would have said, bring me the child. Now, if you don't travel all this way to go find the child that we're both looking for, I'm not going to tell you to go and then just come back and bring me a word, bring me the child. And God showed me, God said, that's because you think that the most valuable part of the process is the product. When really it's the word, the word is the seed that produces the fruit in the first place. But you so focused on the fruit that you think that is valuable to bring the fruit back when really the seed is the valuable part. So he said, bring me word. You don't got to bring me the product. Just bring me the word that the product is there because he understands that the word is the seed. Yes, Jesus was the product, but the ability for them to even find Jesus all started with a word. They said they saw the star in the sky, so they knew that Jesus was born. Then after they saw that sign, they said, where is he? Then they were led by what is written. Then they talked about the timing of the word, which led to the king saying, bring me the word, because the word is what's most valuable. The enemy tricks us, deceives us, and and causes us to grow weary in our faith because we get so set on and so stuck on wanting to receive the product but God said I need you to understand that the word is what's most valuable the enemy wants to rob you of your seed the king said bring me word he didn't say bring me Jesus bring me the word because after I get the word I know I can access everything else if you bring me the word I know I can get to the fruit if you bring me the word I know I can get to the product if you bring me the word I know I can have access to everything else bring me the word that he's there and if you continue to read Matthew chapter 2 we know that the wise man did not bring him the word because he wanted to know if Jesus was there so that he can go kill Jesus so they never returned back to him and let him know the word but the meat of the first eight verses that God has given me today is the importance of knowing that the value is in the word we always think the value is in the final product we're in such a hurry and in such a rush to get to the finish line we're in such a hurry and such a rush to get to the product to get to the fruit and God said the most valuable part of it is the seed i can give you the fruit and the fruit can die and then you left with nothing but if i give you the seed you can be fruitful and multiply if i give you the seed you can have abundance if i give you the seed you can receive more than just one product you can receive abundance and overflow if i give you the seed which is the word that's how you get to overflow but if you live life searching for the product if you live life being set on the fruit if you live life trying to hurry up and get to the end result in the finish line God says you bypassing the most valuable part of the process which is the word because through my word you can see every seed that you're searching for through my word you have access to everything that you're trying to hurry up and get to if you just get the word everything else will follow seek first the kingdom of God because that's where the word resides don't seek the product don't seek the fruit don't seek the house don't seek the job don't seek the marriage don't seek the things of this world seek the word because through the word everything else can be produced you focused on the product instead of the production God said the word is where it's produced He said, bring me the word not bring me the baby not bring me Jesus he said just bring me the word because he understood the power in it God said, let there be light and what? There was light because the power is not in the light. The power is not in what we see, y'all. The power is in the word, which is the fifth key to kingdom moves. Bring me the word. And what's so funny about the kingdom moves is that it repeats. The fifth key, which is what the king said is bring me, bring me the word. 
But if we go back to the first key where they were actively seeking anointing, why were they even searching for the star in the first place? Because they had gotten a word. Everything starts with the word. The whole process starts with the word. What you're praying for is going to start with the word. The promise that God has spoken of your life is going to start with the word. Bring me the word. I know I'm focused on the things of this world. I know I want physical proof to prove to people that I'm not crazy. But Father God, in this season, just bring me the word. I don't even need any physical proof because... Because you have shown me today that the physical proof is just a product, but the production is done by the word. The production is done in your presence. The production is done when you release it from your kingdom. So, Father God, instead of focusing on the fruit, I'm focused on the seed. Just bring me the word. Because I understand that's the first part of everything. Bring me the word. And that's today's seed. Bring me the word. And you can sow that seed to dollar sign to Christian Bay or PayPal, Zell or Vimo, the Christian Bay at gmail.com. Bring me the word. Father God, because I understand that there's no power in the product, but in the one that produces the seed. Bring me the word. Let's pray. Father God, first and foremost, thank you for waking us up and blessing us with another day. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to be on this podcast, Father God, your podcast. Thank you for this fresh word, this fresh revelation, Father God. But most importantly, thank you for a mindset shift, Father God. Thank you for shifting our focus off of the product, off of the fruit, Father God, and on to the one who produces it, which is you, Father God. So today we sow the bring me the word seed, Father God. Bring me the word. Bring me your will, Father God. Reveal to us what is written. Allow us to not be deceived by our eyes and what's in front of us father god because that is just fruit that is here today and could be gone tomorrow father god allow us to be moved only by your word allow us to be encouraged and expected only because of your word father god because we can be tricked and deceived by the things that we see but what you say will always stand the test of time father god today we sow the bring me the word seed and we say that that is what's going to move us that is what's going to motivate us that is what we're going to make our decisions based off your word, and nothing else. Bring me the word. We love you, Father God, and we'll forever praise your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I love you guys so much. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Christian Bay TV and Podcast. I have a virtual ebook dropping on March 1st, The Ultimate Guide to Getting Closer to God. I will post a podcast that day giving you guys details and also including the link in the description. I'm so excited to share this with you guys. It is a virtual ebook, which means that it will have different screens with different points for you to take, but it will also have audio. I pray that it blesses you. I pray that it helps you bring me the word. That's what we focus in on in this season, the word and the word only because everything flows from that. I love you guys so much and I'll talk to you in the next episode. Bye.